This is a Soulfire production. Oh my God. You guys, happy Tuesday. I'm so excited to be here um, with my amazing friend, DJ Megan Taylor. You guys, this is going to be I'm such- so happy to be here. We've been talking about this for a long time. We have started and canceled this podcast seven, <laughs> at least seven times. So today is the, the night. Tonight so, is the night. Tonight is the it night. It was supposed to be at 3.30 and now it's 8.15. And we just keep pushing it back. And here we are. We're about to have a sleepover. Woohoo! Um, you guys, Megan is one of the most incredible, heartfelt, kind, hilarious, um, woke. I know that word is so overused, but she truly is on such a powerful path of awakening. Um, and she friend, she's an amazing freaking friend. DJ Megan Taylor is an insanely incredible human being that cares about people deeply and has such a sense of, um, empathy and can see so far beyond herself and is such a bridge and a connector in many ways for a lot of different people. And she just so happens to also be one of Chicago's top DJs. So um, she has many, many skills. She has her master's in transformational leadership and she's just an awesome person. So meet my friend, DJ Megan Taylor. You're so kind. You have a lot of knowledge. Okay. Like I know we laugh and we laugh hysterically all day long, but you have so much to share with people. So I really want to start with your journey to to your career. I mean, you're on a fast track from my understanding to really building a life based on your gifts and your passions, which most people on this line want to do. They want to build a career that's sustainable where they can live a free life um, based on what they're good at, based on what they're passionate about. And you've been able to do that. Have you wanted to do that since you were little? How did that kind of come about for you? That's amazing question. Oh my God. So I, um, no, it's, you know, it's probably been more intentional than I give myself credit for if I really think about it, um, which I wouldn't have said before, but just now where I met my life, I might've, but I, for sure, like if you had told me like, oh, when you're like this old, you're going to be like a DJ in Chicago and doing these parties, I would have been like, what? So I never had like specific, I've never really been this person. Like, this is how it's all going to work out. Here's the plan, which is like an amazing quality that I don't need to have. But I also think it's a little bit of a shortcoming too. But the thing that I um, really adopted earlier, like when I was super young, probably right out of college is to follow my curiosity and to say yes to things. And I have found and believe that can really lead you towards um, being more of yourself and what your gifts are and what you're meant to be. And really lead you to some amazing places like in career or things in your life. And, um, I've kind of used that principle to figure out like what I'm going to do and how I'm going to do it. For example, um, when I graduated college, I went to DePaul in Chicago, but I'm from like a small town in Illinois. So I had, you know, a bit of a change when I went to college and I didn't know, I had no idea when I got out of college, like what I was supposed, I don't know how anyone's supposed to know, right? Like you're 18 or no, you're 22. Like it's just so hard to know. So, um, but I was working for this cool company, fig fig media, who I'm still partners with now, but I was doing oh. film and photography stuff. So I was like in creative. Cause I thought 
I was a math brain and an art brain and I wanted to make videos. I want to make music videos, but I love music so much. And a very long story short, but um, the owner of the company kept asking me to DJ because I knew music really well. And I was like, I'm not going to DJ. I just wasn't into it and I just couldn't see it. But I was like, and then I finally, you know, leaned in and I said, okay, let's try it. And I assisted people and like literally my curiosity about that and not having a plan really led me to have this like amazing career that I have today. That's so cool and also so digestible and simple. Follow your curiosity. I think right now so many people are at a space of pause and some people's careers might have been turned upside down, which we can talk about that for you in the totally. space. <laughs> but that's such a simple thing to do right now if we're in a space of what do I really want to do? What makes me happy? Maybe I don't want to go back to what I was doing following your curiosity. It's so simple. Megan is one of my best <laughs> friends because she'll, she's like the down chick. She'll call me at like seven o'clock. Hey Laura, do you want to go to this random breath work thing? Yes. Across town. Yes. Like we, just she's like, always a yes. So I don't like yes who too. to call. Like she's always like, okay. And we just so happen to be curious about the same things, which makes it helpful. But I know 2020 has been an upside down year for a lot of people, but particularly the events industry, which was most of the work that you did. Um, and you've had to completely pivot and you've done it with grace and you've done it with, um, honesty and you felt your feelings. You've moved your way through it. You've processed your stuff and you've surrendered and, um, you've come out. Okay. You know? Yeah. And so I think you have a lot to offer people and how you've navigated this year. Um, it, this has been, this has been maybe the most challenging year of my life. And, um, and for perspective, like, it's just so, it's almost comical kind of what I thought the year was going to be. I have, I went on like a retreat where we set goals in February and I have them on my fridge. You know, I was like, get X number of gigs, do this amount of traveling. And it's just so funny that that's what I picked and too. Like, that's what I thought. It's like the joke is for sure on me, but I have been building and where I'm at in my career now as a DJ and I do mainly like events and private events was I really wanted to expand outside of Chicago and I've been working hard to build those relationships. And so I work with a lot of brands. So I was flying to Vegas. I was flying to San Francisco a bunch. Like I just really was proud and excited about my partnerships. I partnered with United Airlines, like doing all these events and because I do so much for corporate and kind of places where a lot of people are in March, I remember like it all came crash. It came crashing down, like not like one event, but they all canceled and it shook me so much. It shook me because it was just so scary. And I just, obviously the world was in a kind of a scary place. And then I had to do it all these private events, like weddings and social events. And then those all, it was like a domino effect. And I really, really lost my livelihood. I lost what I did to make money. I lost what I did every day. I lost the things that I knew how to do well. And it was super, super humbling. And at the beginning of the year, I, I always say like, I feel like this is like I'm in a novel and I'm still on like chapter four or five of like a 15 chapter book. Cause I don't know how it's going to work out. Cause I'm still pivoting and I think many of us are, but, um, I, I have done a lot of, you know, personal growth and, and some transformation work. And one of the biggest elements is in that is like, use what you have, like use your charges, like use the shit that sucks use. And I had just had a lot of material <laughs> <laughs> this year to work I'm about to change the world. <laughs> and so I was like, Oh my God, I am so attached to being a DJ. 
I am so attached to this role. I'm way too, I'm really controlling. I am attached and it was an identity. And I thought I was cool because I could do all these things. And the fact that it fell served me because, because I had that mindset and it fucking sucked. And it was really, really sad. But I really used the material, I think, for, for a ton of personal growth this year, you know? And um, there was the fall. And then there was like, oh my God, I can be present in my life because I was so busy. I'm sure we all can all relate, like just chasing and doing. And then I could be present in my life. And I had like a really fun summer, you know, it was very shut down and, and very strange, but I like got a bike and I would bike. And I, and I just experienced being present in a way that I haven't been. And then the next journey was like, okay, this was fun for a summer, but now what? Like, how are you going to make money? Like, what are you going to do? How are you going to stay in the game of DJing? And, and I like to work, you know, and I like to be successful and like, and there was a whole choice point in there, um, where I just, I was sort of waiting for someone to tell me like, you can have this job or this is what you should do. And I really, really, really at one point kind of felt like I was hitting a rock bottom. And I, I really, um, just decided at that point to start choosing the things. And literally it goes back to that curiosity. Like I jumped into your business of working on, you know, a health and nutrition spot. And like, I just decided like, it doesn't have to be like the answer, but just choosing these things that seem interesting to me completely served me. And I've learned more about business from the five things I've been doing than I have in so long. It's so, so it's been so fun. So, um, I don't even know what we were talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So not only have you, you (laughs) used used the growth to release the identity, the attachment to I'm this DJ and what does this mean about me? Right. The Jersey, I call it. And you also, again, followed your curiosity and pivoted and it and allowed it to look different. Like, I love that you have DJ Megan Taylor on these five, six, seven expressions now of how you can support people. And you're doing online DJ gigs now, like the world's going to be different. Right. And you've just had to figure it out. Like you truly now you're like a MC and you're like a zoom coordinator for companies. <laughs> and it's just, it's awesome. Yeah. It's so cool. And honestly, like The fact that like, I used to be like, you know, oh, you want to do this event? I'm like, okay, well, what's your budget? Like I was very tied to like what it was and money. And I found, I think this is one of the most creative spaces. This is a very creative time. Like we're in a Renaissance period and you want to work with someone cool. Like you do it to build. Like it's just, it is a time to build and and collaborate. And for me, it was super, like it was nice to not, I'm not attached to money right now because no one's making any money, you know, in this, these certain spaces where I would have made it about that. And I think, I think, and I can leverage where I was as a DJ, you're very tied to where you live, where, who, you know, in the city, like, honestly, we're like so expansive in a virtual perspective of like where you live matters less than it ever has before. And there's so much power in that. And never have you ever been, we've ever been able to really directly to communicate to so many people like in the world because of communication. Like, although this shit was whack, like tech from a technology perspective, like we advanced so fast and so much farther in such a way. And so like, in some ways you can kind of jump on that game. And so I've expanded in ways I would have never dreamt of because of that, because I chose to do that. 
Totally. And I, and I'm not so sure you would have handled this with as much grace had you not done so much emotional work on yourself for oh, all these years, right. which this is a highly activated audience. I will say people listening to this are in it to win it in terms of their, so in terms inspiring. of their goals. And they're also highly driven to evolve. So I would love kind of like a synopsis on really what dove you so deep into your personal growth journey. That's a great question. And, um, and I think that communities get this. I think, I think that there is like, um, like we work out all the time. Like I work out my emotional intelligence, my social intelligence all the time, but I have, a, I have a lot of opinions about this because I've, I think you can overseek and then you're addicted to seeking. Right. So like, I think for me, I am learning what a healthy balance looks at. Like, is like, I always have a toe in like my awareness. I want to know my blind spots and I'm just curious. I'm like a natural curious learner, but where I dove super deep was when I, you know, you, when you're mate, like the matrix sort of like falls and you're like, holy shit, you, I, you know, I think it was like on a women's weekend where I was just profoundly saw the ways that I didn't know myself. And, and I just didn't know, I was so oriented to, to externally pleasing others and making other people happy, but I would still get, I would still do well, but it was just, wasn't for me. Right. So, or it wasn't from an, a truly honest place. Probably maybe. not. Yeah. No, definitely not. Cause I didn't even know what honesty was, you know, you get I, the same results driven from truth and the same results driven from ego. You yeah. Know? So you were just driven from, you know, yeah, and I don't know if we'll get the same results though. Yeah. Maybe not, you know, because, well, I think we'll always get better results from truth. Yeah, totally. Too. Whether they like manifest physically or not, they they seem to be more honest. I love that. No, it's so true. And I think it's always a game of chasing our authenticity. I actually wrote my um, thesis in my master's program about developing a sense of self Ooh. and how you like, how does one become themselves? Right. And so it, I believe me, it's still like a journey. Like I could still be writing that paper, but you know, understanding like all these theorists, have different ideas. And that's kind of what I've done in my life is I pull things from other transformational, from people that I like and doing cool work and programs and stuff. And, um, I think I have just really, um, created like a muscle for it, you know? And I think a lot of people are chasing this, like, well, when I get to this point, I'll like be good. And I've totally absolved myself of that, which I realize now. So there, it helps. There's, there's no chase. I'm just, I'm just kind of constantly like trying to expand, be more of myself and, um, you know, have my internal be more authentic on the external to that, what you were just saying. And there's very um, few people in my life that I know that take better personal responsibility than you do. Like, I think one of the muscles, you've grown many muscles through doing this emotional intelligence work, but you face things head on. When something causes you discomfort, I've just witnessed you being so close to you now, owning your stuff, owning your part, and like going directly to the source. And I know sometimes it can be so hard, like we wanna run away or we wanna hide, or it's, it's scary to confront certain aspects of ourselves and situations that are triggering us. But I've really witnessed you take things head on and I feel like you free up so much space in your life and friendships by doing that. Yeah, I think that is, um, a, I'm so glad that you reflected that. So thank you for that. Cause it's such a, um, core value of mine. And I literally like, there's like a very, like, you know, higher part of me that has a decision on that, but also like part of me is just like, 
be responsible. You just suffer way less. You know what I mean? It's like when you're just like, you know, I mean, believe me, I want to blame everybody. I'm defensive and I get triggered. But like, you know, like when you stay in that place, it's just your suffering. So like I have just learned that like life works way better when you're just take when you're out of that drama triangle and you just take personal responsibility around it, too. And so and honestly, um, you know, a lot of my training was at this place in Chicago called the Wright Foundation. And that is a very core value of theirs that I have learned. Believe me, I, I think I've adopted that. And in every thread of my life, it's just so unbelievably transformational to really understand that we are the creators of everything and to, to, to own our piece of it, right? And that's how we learn and grow. So um, thank you for acknowledging that. So let's just say someone's in a massive trigger right now. Like they want to... <laughs> kill their business partner or they're just like so upset with what's going on in the world or their family member or they're just you're just heated like we we all get there how do you walk yourself through this process I've seen you do it I don't know what you're actually doing internally I see the actions you take oh my god I know and that's so it's so interesting because it's a triggering world we're in and I hate to you know it's so it's, it's a tricky thing because you I also think like you have to be angry and you have to allow yourself to fucking rage and be a little irresponsible. Sometimes I could be too responsible that I dilute my own power. So the thing that I always think about, you know, with those things is like by knowing myself, I um, can understand and identify what what is it about me that is making this person evil or the devil right and where in my history because a lot of this stuff always goes back to our history like what does this remind me of right where am I you know how is this maybe playing out something from my past or my childhood now and that's like very um typical questions but um they're truly transformational and um because we're all we're all creators of our lives right and so like really understanding and looking at that it's just like there's just so it's just gold like, because when you're mad, it's not bad, right? When you hate your business partner, it's not bad. It's actually gold that you can mine to change your life, you know, because that trigger is like just there to teach you some information. And I think that awareness and that perspective of triggers is why you fly and you can face it head on because you look at it as gold. So I think the first step yeah. is looking at it as gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your mindset around it really matters. It does. Absolutely. And, you know, I've had so much shame around things. And, like, I felt really embarrassed about, like, when I would mess up or if I wasn't, you know, if I, I was so afraid to sell someone the truth. I mean, I have come leaps and bounds. You probably don't know that part of me when I was, like, younger where I would, like. I definitely don't know that part of you. Stumble over my words to say something, too. And also, I just think you really see who people are. If you can tell your best friend the truth and be met and, and deepen your relationship, that's a really good friend. And if they can't handle it, that's not something, something about your friendship with them, right? And then you get to choose, you know, if they should still be in your life. So just, I think, what is that quote? Like, the truth will set you free, but first it will piss you off. Like, it's so true. <laughs> and you're a verbal processor. So Megan will call, but she always, she doesn't, word vomit she processes with friends like I think so many of us like stay isolated and keep our feelings inside you know go on a walk with someone socially distance with a mask on you know yeah call a friend phone a friend totally and be very choosy about who your um, friend is I think we've both had this sort of download <laughs> yeah. in different ways but um I also can I've really learned to like keep the seek the, the circle 
smaller and be discerning of who you share what with and who's giving you you know, feedback or advice yeah. or something too. Because everyone's advice is always through their own filter. And I always take everything with a grain of salt, you know, but somebody that can just hold powerful space that you truly trust. Yeah. Your circle is super important, but I think you do a really good job at discerning those people and verbally processing. So it's not inside of you, Yeah, which I just I think is, is huge. So you do embrace the dark with grace. You, we, you, your word of the year is duality. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Oh, we're gonna so, trip, so wait, trip out. So wait, can you this. give us your next dissertation on duality, really quick? Oh my god. Okay, we have to do this together. Okay, let's go. Because this is what we talk about sometimes too. So, like, what I've realized about this world, you know, and I'm gonna probably, I, I would love to hear your opinion about this too. But so, you know, because what we have happening, you know, like let's look at the world is like a really tough situation with COVID, with, with COVID and um, deaths and destruction and a lot of systems falling apart. And like, it's super painful. And at the same time, we have new birth. We have um, things happening that are um, for the betterment of society, for the betterment of humanity. We have systems changing. And what I, what the thing about duality and the thing I've really grown into holding is both are true, right? So the experience of one is not either or, and that parallel, that's parallel. And that duality of the two things is really in everything, right? So in, there's only lightness if there's darkness. Um, and so we live in this world of duality and the more, and I, the more that I've been able to hold both, cause I always want to like put something in a category. Like totally. I want to be like, Oh, I, I'm not D a DJ anymore. Well, I am a DJ and I'm not a DJ anymore. <laughs> like that's like true. Right. <laughs> you know? True. <laughs> And so we limit ourselves when we force a narrative or a story of like an either or, I think. And I am super guilty of that myself too. And to be expansive, and I think where the world is heading, um, the idea of holding both are true, and we could have a very parallel experience, but very different, I think is so true, is so interesting as a concept. And I think it gives so much breath and openness for possibilities and I think it's just sort of like how the world is shifting where I think before it was very much like it's either this way or it's that way too. And that's what we saw with the election, right? And what we saw this entire year, it was, it caused so much separation. And, and if you can see above it, it's like, well, both are true. Right? Yeah, I know. Like it's all happening right I now. Totally. Like, why do we have to be against? Yeah. It's like, why do we have to hold our position so tight? Yeah. You know. And I was listening to another podcast about the separation and he was saying there's never been more community um, than there is right now. And I thought that was interesting. And it's like, I like that. And I guess that's the duality of that's that the duality situation. Of separation. <laughs> I know. And because I'm experiencing, I am so alone, but yet I am really connected at the same time in ways I never have been. And there's this idea that there's a, like a pendulum that's swinging. And so like when I get a little freaked out about like the world, I just really remember this pendulum has been so, so one way and a lot of things are being swung in a different direction in a, a way that I think is better for the world. I think that's just such a beautiful concept for all of us to work on holding. I know it's something that I've had to break through my whole life is like breaking through this black or white, either or way of living into this. Yes. And both it's all true. It's all okay. It's all beautiful. It, it all is. Yeah. Way of living, which is so much more free and expansive. And it's so much and more feminine. 
I don't know if that's where you were headed to, but I was listening to you talk and I was like, well, like such a, like a goddess speaking. Cause I was like, I'm like, I don't know, like, but it's very masculine to like put things in boxes and be either or, and we need that. And the feminine, the feminine of um, the attributes and feminine values have been undermined. Right. So, and so like, that's such a feminine quality to care about like all the things and hold all of the things too, which is like kind of another way that we're shifting. And most of the podcasts that have done well, by the way, on this podcast so far this year have been around feminine leadership. Oh, and, that's cool. Yeah. And, and, and the shift in how we lead that it's, we have to hold space for more. It, it's all true. There's not one way. Right. Yeah. And so I just think it's so it is the new way. Yeah. Absolutely. If you're a man or a woman, it's not about that. No, it's no, about no. The feminine leading. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, a man can have feminine, you know, values that really change a company's perspective and being able to hold people and you know, being able to hold all of the upset and know it's going to be okay. It's like a container, you know, we're birthing something new. And I, I have seen it change so much in, in the ways that people are incorporating these values, especially when you're in a virtual world and you're working, you just have to think differently and we have to communicate differently and interact differently. And I think corporations in some ways are, they're adopting or they're going to have to adopt, um, because it's just we're, it's a lot of things are not going to be the same anymore. I love it. And it's so true. Um, what if some of the biggest lessons you've learned on your journey been? I mean, I know that they've a lot of them have come in 2020, but these are a lot of people listening that want to make a big impact and want to make a lot of money and want to really do the thing. And you've had the opportunity to do that in your life. And you've had the, the opportunity to also do it like soulfully and like happily and, and in a feminine way in many yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in many ways, probably people on the line would want to learn from you, like what you've learned on your path, um, of success so far. Oh, I'm putting on the spot on that one. Oh my God. Okay. That's like, not on your notepad. <laughs> well, it's so, um, interesting. And I also want to be like, really, you know, one of the things that I, I want also want to be like, um, you know, not just like ethereal, but like actually had like tactics. And one of the things that I always said, and I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm always like, you know, I'm not the best DJ. Like I'm got great taste in music. I like understand the art of DJing, but what has set me apart is like that. I really, um, I serve well, you know, I like answer emails. I'm on time. I, I've built a business that's like, you know, and with a company like Fig Media, that's like just really about like a high integrous way of being, right? And it's allowed me to work with the best because I function as the best in that in that capacity, right? Like there's no drama and there's no, and I know who to make happy and I know how to follow up well and I know how to make them happy in an event. And it's so it's like, there's so many skills that have nothing to do with me even, even touching music or touching playing music that got me into that spot. And I think that's so important to remember. And it's really allowed me to fly and then do what I want to do and be creative on top of that. But, um, also I was like, so hungry. Like, um, when I was starting DJing, like I was like a cold caller. Like I would DM people that I want to work with. I asked DJs if I could in Chicago, like interview them and then come to their house and they could teach me how to spin vinyl. I would like email the owners of Coachella, which I never got gigs, but this is the beginning of Coachella, like the original Coachella. And I'd be like, 
hey, I'm a DJ and like there is for sure a um, and I would work su- super hard and I would do it for like any amount of money. Right. Like I just put in the hours and I put in the business perspective, the business side of things. And I just learned I have an ethic of working hard. Like I'm sure a lot of people do that are listening right now, too. I just truly believe it pays off. Totally. 100%. It totally pays off. And I'll say that all skills are transferable. So no matter what you do, it, it it's who you are right? Inside of what you do. Because Megan and I opened up a nutrition cafe together this year and you just show up the same way. Like everything you're saying you did <laughs> yeah, in, you can in see DJing, a hundred percent, but that's who I want to work with. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You show up that way every day, no matter what you're doing. Yeah. No. And it's made me, you know, it's made me, um, it's actually been so beneficial to have this time because I jumped into your business. I jumped into our friend Jessica's business. Like which I'm so grateful for. And it, I got to learn so much. And, you know, I was like in my, in my own little path, in my own little lane. And one of the biggest things I really learned from Laura that I want to share to all the people out there that are just waiting to hear about Laura oh God. is, I know it's so exciting too. No, but Laura is so intentional about the, the vibe. I don't know how to say it. Like, so, 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 Laura intentionally creates a space. I've never really seen anyone do this before that is so um, kind, opening, conscious, um, positive. And it's it's sort of like you walk in there and you don't kind of know, you kind of don't know what hit you. So people will leave feeling really good. And I just have never seen how um, how you can mold a space and you mold the employees that are working there and you mold the vibe when you walk in and you mold the smells and you mold all these things, but just being so intentional, how powerful and how palpable that is. It felt good. And I think it's, it's something that's like kind of going back to the basics. You know, it wasn't like, I really was like, I want to get this job at Spotify or I want to do this, you know, work at Google. I was, you know, rethinking the career or something, but it's like, no, I'm blending smoothies. And there was such a valuable lesson in that for me about really just jumping into something and learning how to build and be creative too. But that's what one of the biggest things I've learned from you. You're so sweet. And I learned that from my mentors. You can't outsource uh, vision and culture. And I also learned that. Oh, that's good. Yeah. There's a lot of things you can outsource. You can outsource marketing. You can outsource, you know, Salesforce. You can outsource whatever. You can't outsource vision and culture. And and culture. Culture. Um, it permeates people, it permeates your clients and they feel it. And so no matter what your culture is, there's no right culture. There's just your culture. We can all build that together and you help mold our culture. Like when Megan's in that space with me, I'm like flying on another level. I'm like, oh my God, whoever walks in here today is going to get their head blown off. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, you know? And it's something that for me was like, cause I was like, I just needed people. Right. And it's nice to like have good conversations and the community needs it. And um, the culture I think is really making an impact. Yeah. And we always, we always say though, like you can truly change the vibration of a street, like no matter what business you put there, like for us, it just happens to be nutrition and fitness mindset, like getting people well, right. With, with good nutritional right. products, but it's the space that changes like a dark Avenue, right? Like our building next door is boarded up. Probably the one down the street's boarded up, but you know, yeah, we can really change and elevate Chicago Avenue or wherever you are in the world listening. And you guys know that you, this is what you guys intentionally do. So thank you for that reflection. Um, I want to talk about the new 
era of music and life. Like you, you're a DJ. Yes. One of the fav my favorite things about you is like just your passion for music. I've had this passion for music since I was a little kid. Thank you to my parents who love music and grew. I grew up around it. And I just think we share a similar value. Like it's very hard for me to be in a space, whether it's my car, my home, my space of business without music. We, we always jam out to different music and we, we share different artists. So if you guys don't follow DJ Megan Taylor on Spotify, definitely do it. She has the most amazing playlist. Yeah, you can find me on my Instagram, which will lead to that oh, playlist through my bio link. Yeah, perfect. But let's transition into music. Cool. Music, the future of music, music and spirituality, like music moving life. Like, yeah. like music is everything. Have you always loved music? Have always been this in tune with music? I know you said you didn't want to get into DJing. You just stumbled upon it, but like music is a part of who you are now. Yeah. And I think it was. So the, the, the like backstory is my dad worked for Sony and he worked for the company. Um, when he was Sony, he would like be in charge of, um, making sure that all of the CDs, like I was like when the CDs came out and like where they all went to the store. So he was on the distribution end of Sony. Right. Which meant that we were like, he was like a drug dealer for CDs and music. So like all this, we would get these boxes in our basement and I would go down there and I'd be like, oh my God. And I would like, I used to get to keep the extras of the CDs. So like my dad's a big music person and then, but I really got into music. So then like I was making mixtapes and I was making mixed CDs and I was doing playlists. So like I definitely naturally loved music and I got music and I naturally wanted to listen to music and then always be investigating like new music. So that was always a passion of mine. So that's why DJing was like, once I learned the skills, I sort of had the, I knew music and I knew cause it's music and DJing is like all psychology, right? It is looking at your crowd. What are you trying to accomplish? Are you trying to make them dance? Are you trying to, and the, a lot of the crowds that I do, the challenging thing is, is that it's kind of, it's like a wide range of ages and it's a, just a wide range of demographic. And so what you have to do to do that, for example, is you have to build their trust on the dance floor. They have to be like, whoa, this is like a dope DJ. This is a great DJ. And so like what I do is I really try to see people in the, on the dance floor, even in the space you're doing, you're building this up before a dance floor and you're playing to people. So people don't feel like you're alienating them. And this is really important because I do a lot of corporate events that are very diverse. So like I, you know, have like a method where I play to everybody in the crowd very fast, right? Not very, not too fast, but you have to hit everybody. And then you hit everybody and everyone's like, oh, okay. Like she's going to play music for me. And then I like this music. And then slowly as you gain people's trust, which I really usually can feel on the dance floor, I can be a little more creative and I can go a little more one direction and people appreciate the fact that I not, might not be playing their music, but I'm playing their colleagues' music. And so it's like a dance throughout it all. But pretty much when I have an event, that's sort of the way that I look at it is that kind of relationship with the dance, with, with, with DJing and the dance crowd and everything too. And one thing is like, as I've grown in my power of being a DJ, like, I almost think like, it's like music is like sorcery and it's like really magic. And you're, and like, sometimes I don't, it's like a it's like very intuitive when I know to play something, like it doesn't really make sense up here, but I'll know to play it. And I can sort of see music in like 
motion. So like I will know like where it will take people if that makes sense. And so and this is getting like into my the oh, creativity of it all. It's so cool. fun. It's so good. I miss this so much. Um, so I'm not DJing as much. And you really can, you know, move the whole emotional and the whole crowd and, and you, you're in charge. It's really fun. You can, when they peak and how the high they peak and what it's like. And so it's like always like a journey that you're taking people on. And the, the other really interesting thing is like, I always, I don't know where we're going to go, but I always am like thinking through like five lanes of music. Well, if I play this, then I can play this, which then could bridge to this, or it's going to go this way. And, and I'm always super stressed. I'm not super stressed out when I DJ, but I feel a good amount of pressure to have a really good party and I get nervous. And so literally sometimes like I will blank out, like, I'll just be like, I'll be like, oh my, I'll like literally like leave my body and I'm back. And then I'm like, wait, what just happened? Or I cannot think of a song and I'll stare at my screen. This is like in moments of panic when it's like a huge crowd. I do that I, when I'm yeah. speaking. Yeah. 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 Everyone's got those feelings, right? Exactly too. So there's this thing that I was taught from James Gustin. He was like, who ta taught me how to DJ? He's like, Megan, it's just one song after the other. And I think that's a good model for life because like when we, it truly works. Like when I get overwhelmed for a party, I'm like, oh my God, I have three hours to play a lot of music. Like, how am I going to do it? It's, that's really overwhelming. And I, you just soak it for, focus on what's in front of you and stuff too. It's so, so cool. I've been able to go to a lot of your shows in 2019 and back in the day <laughs> and witness your gifts. I loved watching you at uh, Chicago Women's TEDx because first of all, that's like our people and our crowd, but it, you did create such a mood. Like it, it is a psycho, like a good DJ is a psychologist. Yeah, totally. No, absolutely too. And like that event was so fun because we were honoring women, right? And we were honoring women that have amazing ideas and groundbreaking ideas. So like, so I thought of like, who are the women that really were groundbreaking from a music musical front? You know, so I did a lot of Aretha Franklin and Tracy, Chapman. And Tracy Chapman, all these remixes and stuff that is true about them, but also I think make the women in the room feel, feel something that. about themselves, you know, those moments and, and they really relate because music's all really related to memory too. And, um, and music is very vibrational and I think I'm going to do more, more and more of this, but, um, you know, the frequency of music does a lot to your body. That's why I like love to go to a good sound bath because the gongs and the bowls are vibrating in a way that really attune to your nervous system. And I think, and I think there's some really groundbreaking people, for example, that I think there's so much more possibilities with music that we aren't tapping into. And, you know, I think we think of songs as like, what do we hear? But there's so many more elements that like that create it and you can create consciously. And there's a guy and he's totally, we'll find his name and we can drop it in the notes or whatever. But like he changed the frequency of pop music because to, to a frequency. So I think it's like 432 Hertz, for example, which is basically like when you listen to it, that frequency opens your heart more. Like, so he was intentional about changing the way that pop music was made. Like how, cool is that it's so cool it's and, so cool and and how has that not been done before so like the game is like changing i think too well yeah you can 
you can tell if you're looking at, if I'm listening to this vibration of music, it puts me in this mood. It evokes this feeling. Yeah. It's like root chakra and gritty and grounded, right? And then I'm like listening to something like Ave Maria and I'm sobbing because it's a higher vibrational music, like in a different context. So I know you've been making a lot of playlists for people that have been sick, that yeah. really need support in healing. And I think that there's a lot of people on this line, like they're thinking in that way. What can I be listening to when I go to sleep through the night? Right. Perfect. They're like, yeah. they're on this path of like, let's use every tool I can to better myself. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it's almost like, you know, the modalities of yoga, right? There's like, we, you, we can drop and do, I could do like a hundred different kinds of yoga right now because like we have the tools to it. Right. Or I could go to yoga classes or I could call somebody and like music, I think is still a little limited in that. Like, well, I can put on some music. I know I can go to insight timer and listen to some music. Like, I think that we're going to have more tools to, to your point. Um, I love that. Cause I think people do want it you know, this will make me go to sleep. This will make me good for meditation that I think is going to give people access to themselves in a way that you can use it as that tool to like go further and stuff. And you've given me some of those. So one is this different, uh, Hertz music that we can, we can link in and we listen to it at our nutrition cafe. And it totally does feel different. Like at least to me, if you really tune into it, but also we'll link in some, what is it? 12 feet music or is it 18? 18 music. 18 music. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of trippy. Yeah. Cause it's like stereos left and right. And this is built with like thinking through speakers all around. And I've seen two reactions when people listen to 8D music. Some people are like, it's cool. It's just coming out of one ear and then the other. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> And oh, so we were wow, like, because really? I did not, I was like, what no, so is we were happening? Like on a full on, like, it's like a psychedelic trip where you're like, what is happening? It's so moving and so powerful. Yeah. We should drop that and we'll drop some like playlist or something in there too, because that's one way I pivoted was I was making playlists for people and people were sending, play, sending playlists to other people for inspiration. Like, um, I have a friend who, um, runs a, um, she runs a facility that's really, really taking care of like elderly people. It's like a nursing home. And they were, they, it was so hard. And she was so blown away by the frontline workers, the essential workers that were really, really battling this head on. And so she created a, a playlist about heroes being her superheroes. And it was all these songs about how every we're everyday heroes. And like, it got like a massive, a, amazing response and like, and so like, I don't know, it's such a beautiful job to when you can do that, those kind of totally. Things. And so it's Christmas time. If you guys want a playlist for a friend, a loved one, a coworker, if you want customized playlists for your business partner, good idea, totally slide in her DMS. Um, she'll send you a link on how to do that, but her playlists are amazing and she does them for companies and businesses. So, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to hire her to make an activate playlist for my listeners. That's great. Yeah. So we're going to have an activate playlist for this, this group and what it's going to make you feel is activated. Okay. So whatever that means for you, Megan's going to tap into that and she's going to know who's listening and she's going to have your song on there. Okay. So DM her about these playlists, definitely customize one for yourself. And if you subscribe, like, and leave a review because it really does matter for this podcast. I'm learning now being in this world. I am going to send you this activate playlist. Okay. So holler, holler, subscribe, like review, and I will send you this playlist. So we're 46 minutes in. 
what what else what else is there in megan taylor's world oh mind God. heart well one thing that um i'll be very honest about i think as i'll share is that um i quit drinking it's been life-changing so i you know it's definitely a party girl in like college and you know love to have a good time like good wine like drinks love being social obviously i'm a dj so you know i go out and um, go out and see other shows. But anyways, you know, when all this stuff happened, it was so hard and I felt really sad and I felt on the brink, not the brink of depression. I don't even know what that means, but I just felt like more depressed than I, I've ever really experienced. And I was like, you know, I shouldn't play with alcohol. Like I should give it a break. Cause it, it just makes, it's a depressant, right? Depressant, so it makes yeah. me a little more sad and I barely even drank anyways, but so I haven't had any, I haven't been drinking for a lot of the year now and it's been life changing. And I, um, just want to say that because I think a lot of people, I think people are, are drinking a lot now and I completely understand why. And I think it's a culture of drinking and I think there's like a culture of numbing. And, um, I just had no idea that I would quit drinking and I'm so clear about it. And believe me, I've, I've thought about drinking, not drinking like before and I but I was just so clear about it and it's been such a gift um to choose that for myself and to really say like you know I'm gonna really put my I put myself first in some ways but the choice of it has just manifested in every area and I I'm a really really big fan now of people who want to choose to not drink that I would support that decision I'm in no way like pushing it because it's a big decision but I um I think there is so much to gain and, and I sort of, you know, I wasn't numbing myself and, and the, you know, the energy I have and the clarity I have and the more um, sort of awareness I have of my own like intuition and my own gifts has been extraordinary. And it, this is, was, and, and I'm saying this so positively because I'm so excited about how it, it sort of like com compounds, um, and I feel better, you know, as it feels like better and better. And I heard like, if you don't drink for even longer, you know, I can't even imagine. I'll be like up on the ceiling, like walking. I don't know. She's like, mess <laughs> she like FaceTimes me at 4 a.m. Hello, I'm up. Hello. I'm like, like I wake up. You know how people sometimes have like a slow wake. I was telling Lori, I like slowly wake. Like I like, I wake up and I'm like, let's go, you know? And it's so funny. And um, not to say it hasn't been like hard, but my decision this time was very, very clear. And I am a big proponent of um, being conscious and feeling your feelings and dealing with your stuff. And um, this has been such a transformative and came at the perfect time. I'm so, I'm so inspired by you and I've witnessed it open up your gifts and I've witnessed your gifts come to life in a whole new way, which is so cool to be a part of and around. And um, you've been able to be of service to so many more people than you even know because of your own choice to follow your higher self. So I know there's a lot of people on the line that might be numbing in different ways that they know it's time to shift, right? And this totally could be your permission slip to do it because there's a lot of ways we numb out. Sugar, uh, alcohol, overworking, um, yeah. like watching TV that we don't want. Like there's so many ways that we numb and for each of us, it's completely different. Um, and I just super, super 
acknowledge you. And I also like think it's such a permission slip for all of us to ask ourselves in what ways do we numb and where is it not serving us anymore? And where can we slowly start to change those patterns? Because yeah, yeah, there's a lot of gifts on the other side. You know, I'm looking at like what's what is like what's underneath that, you know, the numbing. And for me, you know, the alcohol, it was just like I, you know, there, there's a kind of a discomfort of sitting with yourself. You know, I'm single and like and so being with myself at night, like who wants to do that? You know, and then and I'm not saying it's easy, but once I True. like worked on that, it, it, it was it was really helpful. And I like kind of faced it. You know, I was just like this year. I don't know. It's a really good year to face your shit <laughs> because it's so prevalent what it is. And I am like I was going to before about the suffering, like when I would like have a drink here and there, but I didn't really feel an alignment with me. It was totally suffering. You know, it wasn't even that enjoyable. And I see that now, you know, that I'm out of it, too. And I had some really fun times. But um, I, 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 you know, and now I can look at, like, the other things that I might be choosing, you know, to kind of numb myself, too. So it's just part of the journey. Um, but I think when you make that choice, like, for me, what came through is, like, when I was like, you know, I'm just not going to drink. And it was really a personal decision. Like, that choice has, like, shown up and, like, telling a truth to someone setting a boundary I didn't want to set up was I didn't want to set I, I wouldn't have know how to how to actually set um telling doing something good for myself that would have felt outrageous before so that's kind of what I meant when it's compounding it's I'm just feeling I'm just being more Megan in a way that I probably wasn't before and I think it came out of that main choice to not have any to stop drinking totally because you're listening and acting in alignment with yourself. Because so many times we can listen and act out of alignment and still get stuff done, but it's that it's that intersection where we feel on top of the world and then we have access to more and we have access to more. That's we have beautiful. access to more. And, that's well and said. that's really what this podcast is about, living in alignment, which is for all of us different, but really it comes down to listening and taking actions on what we hear. Yeah. And 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 forgiving ourselves when we don't and, and really getting back on that track as yeah. quickly as we can. So what does it mean for you to live activated or what does activate mean to you? Oh, yeah. The question coming. Oh my gosh. The question. The question. <laughs> um, wait to be activated. Okay. Yeah. That's good. You know, um, I was just thinking like, cause I'm in such an unknown, um, spot of like, where will I be in eight months from now? And like, it's super weird to have no idea. You know, right. I have a bunch of events that like hopefully are going to happen and I'm going to DJ and I'm just so aware that, you know, like that I'm expanding, you know, in other ways too. But it's really taught, like, I think being activated for me is like letting go of that need to know and to be my full self here, which is like, I kind of had like always like a dirty deal with myself. Like, I'll do this if, and, and I want, mm. and I had, you know, this will take, this will lead me somewhere. And, and I'm, I bounce in and out of letting go of that. But I think just to really be show up present with no expectations of the future is like such is kind of the game, the game that I'm playing, I suppose. And it's not, hasn't, it's, it's, it's different, right? It's not what we're taught, but, um, and that's, you know, because alignment, you know, I, I'm always kind of discovering who I am. Right. So I'm always like, you know, becoming more authentic, I suppose. So I think the choice in the moment, in the present moment, there's just so many gifts available for us. 
And that's what like how, the life I want to live and where I want to live. Beautiful. How do you keep yourself there? How do you, cause I notice you like, since I've known you, it's why I wanted to become friends with you. And we have become friends is I've noticed you stay above the noise. I've noticed you float like, <laughs> because Chicago's dense. It really is. And I've noticed you stay above the noise. You find the, the crowds that feel good. You go to the places that make you feel good, you know, and that's just my observation of you. So I'm wondering if there's like a daily practice or things you do to really stay above it all. You know, I think that I live in what you call the five D I know my five D <laughs> existence, which is like really fun to play in. Um, you know, which basically is like high vibes, seeing the possibilities and, and I'm not always there. So just so you know, but you're I, there and you're not there. <laughs> I know. Right. Exactly. So true. <laughs> the duality of this in the moment right now I'm here and I'm not there, but you know, it is such a choice, right? So like we choose, I guess we, we just we really have everything we need in front of us. And that's hard to look at. And it's very real. Like people are really suffering and, you know, I have privilege that other people don't have privilege. And the concept of choice though is available to all of us. And that's very real. And so I know that I consciously choose the things and I've choose this more and more and more that really nourish me, the people that nourish me, the people that feed me, the people that I feel good around. And it's not some big, like huge fit, like, you know, algorithm. It's like, how do I feel, you know? And I think if we all paid attention to that, and I think the things that I'm really unraveling is like, I don't have to do the things that I don't like that don't make me feel good. And I thought you're, you're better at that than I did. I thought I did, you know, I thought I had to because that's always the way it's been. That's how we do things. And it's all unraveling now. But I, if the, the personally, like as we are like take responsibility for that, because our outside world reflects, is reflected from our inside world, you know, I think that's changes too. So for me, I do make a lot of choices to make myself like what's going to nourish me, what's going to feed me. And when I'm down, I don't um, sulk. Like I might have like a shitty night and I might, you know, do that. But I definitely like, again, bounce back and I will call someone very soon. I won't stew around something. I'll go to clear it up. I'm, I just move fast when I have issues because sort of like the choices I make and how I'm conditioned, but it just, again, goes back to that whole thing of like less suffering. Beautiful. Well, thank you for showing us all through your example, how to live with less suffering and how to live with more joy. To me, you're an example of how to live with joy, excitement, passion, aliveness, flexibility, um, and fun. Like you're <laughs> a really fun human being to be around. And I, I think mean, like it's fun to be with DJ and I don't think anyone would say anything different. And it's just like, because you do those things to keep yourself clean and right and well, and you have your moments, there's still fun, those moments, because yeah, you're yeah. so honest and you've just done so much work on yourself. So thanks for showing us all how we have the possibility to show up. Hell yeah. And you know, it's like, I was just like, wait, how could this not be fun? I mean, you know, this is like a very challenging, weird ass time, but like, it is crazy. You know what I mean? And like, I think that curiosity to flow a full circle, you know, the fun is when we're curious, it's how could this not be fun? So I'll leave it with that. I love it. Where can people find you? Um, you want my address? No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> 
she posted that on her Insta story. I am the single, Westloop. <laughs> I know because people were like, "Why are you doing your address?" Anyways, um, a Loki. Uh, no, this DJ is Hagen, This at- is uh, Helen Keller as well. So it's- <laughs> That'll be part two. Part I do two. think Coming that soon. I was someone in the past life, but um, <laughs> DJ Megan Taylor on all things social. Okay. Find DJ Megan Taylor. There's so many ways you guys to hire her. You can hire her for your company. You can make a breakout room more fun. You can make a live team event more fun with the DJ. You can hire her for a playlist. You can hire her to help someone heal with a playlist. There's a lot of ways to work with her and her gifts. So hit her up. Thank you for this time. This has been a blast. Thank you. you. Thank you. Love you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please share this episode and DM us. We'd love to interact with you about all you learn and create from this. If you love this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe to get real-time updates when all new episodes go live. And if you can, please leave us a review. It will help us grow our community and our message to support more leaders on their growth journey. If you want to continue to hang out with me, follow me on Instagram at Laura E. Holloway and subscribe to my weekly newsletter at lauraeholloway.com for weekly downloads, blogs, upcoming workshops, events, and more. Stay aligned and make your move. I'll see you next week.